Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here. This is the Neighborhood Watch. On today's program, the SEC is going to do their 2024 Media Days in Dallas. This is something we talked about last week the kind of SEC potential incursion on DFW. What does it mean? How does the Big 12 fight it? How does all of this work together? Uh, we're talking about that on today's show. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel. We are approaching 11,000 subs. I think our goal should be 12 by the start of the football season. We, got to, we have to get to 11 first. Once again, football season is about a little bit over a month away now. So trying to get about 1,200 subs here in the next month and a half, please help us do so by subscribing to the channel. Like the videos. Liking the videos helps so much. It helps get out the reach of the video and leave comments as well. I always appreciate interacting with you all. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show at NWPod365. We are available wherever you all get your podcasts. If you guys are new, this is the Neighborhood Watch. I'm your host, Josh Neighbors. Five days a week, Big 12 coverage. Nobody does it like 365 sports and the neighborhood watch here on Crystal Ball College Football. So uh, I know we are a Big 12 show, but I think this matters. Last week at Big 12 Media Days, we got the announcement from Commissioner Brett Yormark, who said, look, the Big 12 is going to be extending their uh, championship game here with Cowboy Stadium through 2030. I think there is no doubt about it that it lining up the TV contract makes a lot of sense. You know, as long as the big 12 is with ESPN and Fox and whatnot, it is going to be a Dallas production, uh, a Cowboys production. Thank the Jones family. Thank AT&T stadium. Thank the Cowboys, all of those things. And he really did remark on the importance of Dallas Fort Worth to the big 12s, current, you know, in history and, and also its future. And John Kurtz and I talked about this because, look, the SEC is going to have a chance to make some serious inroads in DFW. Texas obviously is joining. Oklahoma is joining. A&M is already there. Uh, the school that I do a lot of coverage for, Arkansas, uh, there is a large connection. LSU has a lot of fans. There is a Missouri contingent down there as well. 
plenty. I mean, you know, it's Dallas. There's a lot of people everywhere, but um, there's plenty. There are plenty of SEC ties in Dallas Fort Worth, and so that is a potential. You know, that's something that I, I, I was thinking about as as he was saying that because that's really the big threat. And I think we have to balance this also too. The idea that the Big Twelve wants to be a national conference, right? Their ambition stretches beyond their current footprint. Um, I think there is the national branding because they are not the SEC, because they are not the Big Ten. The national branding is important, but there's something else they have to square with, the level with, and that is the fact that they are based in Texas. This is a co- the Southwest Conference, you know, that which which obviously you know became part of the in the Big Eight, you know, which became the Big Twelve. Like that is based largely in Texas. Now there's Houston, there is Baylor, there is TCU, there is Texas Tech. There is a large contingent of this conference which remains in the state of Texas. They're going to have their championship game, obviously, still in the state of Texas. And we got the announcement today from Greg Sankey at S. Uh, well, I'm recording this on Monday. This will be on Tuesday's show, but. We got the announcement from Greg Sankey on uh, where their, ne- their media days next year are going to be, and it is going to be in Dallas, Fort Worth. Now, they're not people said, hey, are they going to do it at the Star? Are they going to do it at Cowboy Stadium? July 15th through the 18th in Dallas at the Omni Hotel is where they're going to do it. Um, so I thought that was interesting. They do like doing theirs at hotels because it just kind of makes it like the, the car wash part of, I guess, easier, but the big 12 setup was great. I mean, the radio row area was great. Um, plenty of seating. They would have put all the food stuff off to the side. They would have put the mascots hanging around off the side, the trophies, uh, too. And I mean, there were 14 teams there. They went seven and seven. And so if we're talking about like, I I know there's going to be 16 now in the sec, I mean, it's just two more contingents, but you are spreading it out throughout the day, so people won't be there the entire time. Um, and I think, yeah, they're doing it once again for four days next year. So that's going to be uh, obviously interesting. I think it will come on the heels of Big 12 Media Day, too. I expect the schedule to be relatively the same. Um, but I think there's going to be a push now for the SEC to make Dallas a home for something. Um, I think Atlanta obviously makes sense as their championship game site. I think Nashville makes a lot of sense for their basketball site. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know if they want to go to Dallas for baseball. They could do that. Hoover has been their site, but people don't really love Hoover, Alabama. So, I mean, they could go to Dallas. They want, but I believe the big 12 has that already covered with their tournament. They could go to Houston if they wanted to, but look, that's kind of LSU's backyard and Houston is home to a big 12 school. So like, does it make a ton of sense for you all to, to do that? I'd be curious that they wanted to go in that direction. Um, and obviously, if you're doing a big league ballpark, there, there's you know stuff that has to be worked out there as well. Now, if you're doing a big league ballpark, you need to figure some, you know, some things out. And th- they can be tough to get for a full uh, week. That's why you know, Hoover is such a great site. The ACC does it at a minor league park, I believe, in Charlotte, I want to say. Well, their baseball, I'm not 100% sure, but I think you all kind of get my point here is that like, what are the ways that they can make some inroads there? Well, Media Days, obviously, it is an event. The fact that OU and Texas coming over is is big for them. But if they were to decide, I, I don't know how long their lease is with the, uh, with the new Georgia Dome, Mercedes-Benz, but I would not be shocked if they wanted to put the SEC championship game, uh, you know, at some point in time in Jerry World. Now, they can't do that right now, it looks like, through 2030 because – 
look like the, the Big 12 is already locked into that, but I would not be surprised in the future. So, I mean, that's the good news, right? The Big 12 being locked into that game, that date basically on championship Saturday for the foreseeable future does protect that a little bit. But I think there is, there's got to be a, at least a little concern over the idea that the SEC could come in because, look, they are the dominant football conference. Uh, you know, I think it's 13 of the last 17 national championships have been won by Southeastern Conference schools. They're, you know, it's kind of a vice grip they have at this point on college football. And then they they are great in a lot of other sports as well. Obviously, baseball being another one, the SEC really does an excellent job. Adding OU in Texas only does bolster both of those things pretty considerably. Uh, and so kind of having some of the larger brands in in Texas or in the DFW area is huge. I will say this, though. The one thing the Big 12 has, because you can't really fight fire with fire in terms of like branding and whatnot, but if you're talking about success, you know, TCU making the championship was a really big deal. Baylor the year before that winning the Big 12 title with OU and Texas in the league was is very important for kind of the modern iterations of modern success. You know, let's just say Texas Tech were to go and do it this year. I mean, that, that would be significant, especially with OU and Texas still in the league. If you had three different Texas schools, you know, and I, big, I know TCU didn't do it, but obviously the, the run they were on was tremendous. Um, if you have three different Texas schools have national success while the Texas brands, Oklahoma, you know, the, and, and Oklahoma is almost, you know, it's not a Texas brand, but I mean, Texas is not very far away and they make a lot of hay and recruiting and stuff in Texas. Like, as long as the on-field results are good, I mean, you are going to be able to fight them somewhat. If the on-field results go away and you don't have successful teams akin to a Texas and whatnot, uh, you're in trouble because the AM and Texas have massive followings, as do other schools, obviously, but they have massive, these massive followings. Although, if you were to, you know, put Baylor and uh, if you were to put Baylor and TCU up against AM and Texas in the last 10 years and talk about success and whatnot. Well, I mean, TCU and Baylor kind of have those two schools beat. Maybe not in the hype train wise, maybe not in how they're talked about, maybe not in viewership numbers, which people care about, but actual on-field success, like, and, and once again, AM has not been in the league, but Texas has been. A, a lot more of the winning has been done by Baylor and TCU. So having the more successful Texas, and, and look, it's not, you know, once again, they've played head to head and they're not going to start next year, but in a general sense, like Baylor has been, uh, you know, has, has put up a, a big 12 championship. They've had a bunch of three separate coaches win 10 plus games, obviously, uh, you know, in the span since Texas won a national title, uh, you know, and Texas had obviously up three separate coaches uh, in that time. And then things have not gone great for them. Uh, and then TCU, you know, on the doorstep of the playoff, as was Baylor, we should mention that as well, makes the playoff, beats a Michigan, and that's something that Texas has not been accomplishing as of late. A&M certainly could throw them in that lot. I know they had the Orange Bowl where they beat Carolina, but let's be honest, like that, that, that I didn't think that team was that great to be to, to be totally truthful. Uh, they were swaggering into last year, and they were five and seven, lost a bunch of close games and won some close games. You know that LSU game they pulled out of their you, you know their rear ends. Uh, Alabama game was close too. So, um, you know, but like, it's not been, it's not a recruiting wise or superpower, uh, results wise. Also Jimbo Fisher, hell are we doing today saying he's not going to be, this is Jimbo's problem. That's actually why I, I said Jimbo at West Virginia didn't make a whole lot of sense. Jimbo refusing to give up play calling. It sounds like to Bobby Petrino, 
why are you bringing in Bobby Petrino if you ain't going to let him call the plays? I mean, that guy, if anything, can coach some freaking offense. Let him run that thing because what you're doing right now, uh, you know, what, what Jimbo's been doing, eh, that ain't been working. West Virginia fans, are you sure that if Neil Brown gets canned and, you know, it feels like inevitably he does get canned, um, are you sure that that is the guy that you want? Because I've seen that mentioned if things don't go, you know, well for them at Texas A&M. But that is something, obviously, that we have to be watching here uh, when we talk about the future of the Big 12 and whatnot is that as much as the Big 12 wants to be a national conference, you do have to take care of your backyard. Think about all those significant SEC brands that are here. Now, the Big 12, very well represented in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Obviously, they have a school in Fort Worth um, in TCU. And obviously, too, you know, you've got the other Texas schools, as I mentioned, Baylor, uh, Texas Tech, Houston, too. Now, Houston's in another you know, major city, so obviously – it doesn't really cover Dallas much, but they're definitely Houston alum in the state of Dallas. Uh, they're definitely Houston people. A lot of them were there last week in uh, the state of Dallas, in the city of Dallas. There, a lot of them were there last week, met them all, uh, wonderful people, the Houston media. Uh, they were all there, but um, you have to be cautious of that. Now, once again, I don't think it's too much. It's not super significant, right? But it's, it's going to be a huge deal next year. You know, whatever oxygen the Big 12 is able to take up, whatever's happening in the league at that time next year, the SEC in Dallas with OU in Texas is going to swallow that up. Now, when September rolls around, as long as your results are good and you've got you know a good team in TCU playing in Dallas and you still got games happening in Dallas and the Big Twelve championship game in Dallas, guys, has been I think for most of our money the most you know one of the most exciting championship games that we've been getting in recent years. The last three have been fantastic to watch, and it feels like this year, no matter who is in it, we're setting up for probably another fun contest with how. Uh, evenly match these teams in the league are um, the the big guns do matter and those brands do matter. But trying to think about a meaningful way they can get in here once again. Not totally familiar with how long their leases are. It'll be something to get, uh, or leases their contracts are with these locations uh, for their championship games. It'll be something that's worth. I'll, I'll make sure I have that next time. But just wanted to break down that kind of the idea of these schools coming in, the idea of this conference coming in. And I do think there has also been a little bit of shade thrown. Obviously, last week we saw Big 12 Deputy Commissioner uh, with John Kurtz making a comment about, you know, uh, um, who, uh, you know, who they'd rather be, you know, with and who and, um, and lose to rather. I think Iowa State was kind of like the comment, right, that we saw being made. But outside of that, um, you know, I don't think there's too much heat because I mean, look, once again, like Greg Sankey knows what he is selling is, you know, he's he's selling. Uh, food to a starving person, right? Water to somebody who is thirsty. The number one sport in this country overall is football. The number one sport, sport television-wise, the NFL. Number two is college football. And the SEC is the king of college football. Now, they don't have the biggest media rights, but their games do massive, you know, buku numbers, buku bucks numbers, right? So, I mean, they are in a, in a great position. So Greg Sankey's job is not is not that hard, but, you know, um, not that they need to go into Dallas, but it would make sense, right? If you're saying, well, we've got Atlanta covered, we have got Dallas covered, we have got Nashville covered, and everywhere in between, we have got, you know, they went to St. Louis for the Big 12 or for their SEC uh, tournament a few years ago. They went to Tampa, obviously, too. And so I think it's worth something, you know, I think it's worth noting that they have ambitions in Dallas. I don't just think this is a welcome to the league. This is, this is a place where OU and Texas massive brands are also massively popular 
And so AM, also another massive brand. Now you can make all the AM jokes you'd want to, little brother and whatnot. But uh, you know, they they have a very strong pull, obviously. Now, I don't think that the AM fans are going to be too pleased that it took this uh this school, oh, these schools rather, OU in Texas getting into the league to get uh, uh, ultimately uh, you know uh, an event there in Dallas. But uh, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does make sense for them to go there because they have a lot of chance. But I, I will say, as long as the Big 12 Texas schools succeed, you know, that matters, right? Because one half of the national championship game last year, yes, it was an SEC school, but it was also a Big 12 school from Dallas-Fort Worth, right? And last year's champion before that, you know, the previous year's champion, once again, Baylor from not too far away in Waco, uh, you know, a Texas school winning the Big 12 title, right? And so I'm sure once Texas leaves, you know, you're going to hear a lot of comments about who has the better Texas schools and whatnot. And look, Texas and Texas A&M have a lot of money. They do. Um, they have more exposure and whatnot. But the success on the field has not been for them. And I know A&M, you could say they're in a tougher conference. But Texas has been in, in what we're calling ostensibly a weaker conference. They have not delivered as much. So uh, this is another one I think where A&M fans will feel some angst. That is for sure. Um, but that is big. That is big, obviously, that they're going to be heading there. And I'm, I'm curious to see what inroads. And for Brett, Brett Yormark's side of things, like you got to keep your ear to the ground to see what their plans are. Because you can't just be a national conference. Like it, you got to have a little bit of both, right? you need to have some kind of identity and the success in Texas gives them an identity Four schools. Now are going to have their, their media days there next year. It's the AAC, uh, I believe CUSA and the big 12 and the sec. Right. So obviously those schools want to be in the area and it's a pretty you know, big area. But uh, when you think Dallas, you think, you know, college football, you are going to think more of big 12 schools at this point in time that shifts. It's going to be up to the success of big 12 schools and also, you know, the big games that happen, they're like, you can't just play Red River there and go seven and five in the SEC and be like, the big, you know, the Big 12 does not own Dallas anymore, right? The SEC schools that are in Texas need to win. And also, they're going to need to win when there inevitably are crossover games. I think both teams will be salivating to put them together, right? I think that is definitely going to happen. But when there are crossover moments, uh, you know, like the Texas Bowl itself, right? Uh, being good in those moments, even though they're bowl games, is going to be a bit important for the perception. Brett Yormark has eyes elsewhere, but you want to be the national conference as based in Texas. I know some of that uh, Southwestern maybe, or the uh, you know Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, Middle America, I guess, sensibility is what other schools might not like about the Big 12. I think that's really dumb if you're like, well, you know, we don't, our values don't align with Kansas state. It's like, okay. And the realignment conversation, I don't really think it should matter that much. Um, you know, I think everybody's values should be, how does my school make as much money as possible to make sure my football program can be as competitive as possible and not fall too far behind because everybody who is not in the sec, everybody who is not in the big 10, uh, is going to fall behind. That it includes the ACC. As much as we're talking about potential ACC schools landing, I've said to the bunch, folks, I'll keep saying it over and over and over again till the cows come home. I have not heard any movement on them being able to break 
that grant of rights. So I think they're stuck there. And so the challenge is how do you keep up as much as possible? Yeah, you know, I know you want to have that national conference, but you need to make as much money as possible. And I think the Big 12 success in Dallas, because you can't argue that. I mean, th those games have been good, fun games. The ratings last year were awesome for the Big 12 championship game. Also, they placed one of those teams in the national championship. And look, I, I and it was actually the team that lost the game, which is weird, weird enough. Um, so the relevance of the conference, you know, in that area, it's it's still the Big 12's area. But the SEC is making those inroads, and we have to see what they want to do because as much, you know, if they are there, they're going to get the headlines, right? But the one thing that you can fight back with is the success of the schools. You need to have the success of the schools uh, because that is the one place where you can combat them and, and put, say, you know, in the facts, hey, uh, yeah, they might, they might get big numbers, big attention when they're here. But really, honestly, you know, the Big 12 schools that are in this state, in this area, are doing better than those schools. Interesting to see that. That will do it for this edition. Please, 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 once again, subscribe to the channel. Find me on Twitter at JoshNeighbors underscore. You guys can find the show, NWPod365. Like the videos and also leave your questions with a mailbag coming up at the end of the week. Plenty of previews coming up this week as well, guys. We have to preview the, the middle tier schools. Oklahoma State's going to get a preview. Kansas with a preview. Oklahoma will get a preview. Um, you have all those schools in the middle. Baylor will get their preview. Middle class, those are going to be coming up over the next week and a half or so as we are, you know, counting out a kickoff is on, guys. Counting out a kickoff is on. Once again, like the videos, subscribe here on Crystal Ball College Football. See you tomorrow, folks.